Welcome, heathens and witches, to the Horn and Cauldron Podcast. Yeah, we're back at it again. I'm John Norgrove. This is Julie Norgrove. This is our weekly eh, podcast where we talk about witchy and esoteric and whatever stuff. Uh, this is a this is an on week, not an off week. On off weeks, uh, I'm in charge, so you know, thunderclaps and cackling, uh, and we don't really have a plan because I'm you know, disorganized nightmare. And uh, on the on weeks uh, is when we do full length podcast episodes instead of pub chat ones where we do deep dives and pantheons and talk about the sabbats and blots and different uh, other esoterica sort of stuff. Uh, and so that's what we're doing today. Today is a deep dive into Anki, which I made sure to pause so that way I did not absolutely ramble that into just a single sound. It is kind of like one sound. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I was going to go like, oh, this is a fun one because we're blah, blah, blah. But then I realized all of this is fun. None so... of these are fun. This is not fun. Welcome to the podcast where you have homework. Tonight's homework, drink. That's still fun. Could be. Could be a threat. You never know. Maybe it is. I don't know. I don't know what your situation is. <laughs> no, there's no fucking homework. I don't want homework. That's the whole reason why I stopped doing college. It was literally because of homework. I'm an adult. Don't give me fucking homework. Oddly enough, the reason that we have this podcast is because I have essentially self-assigned homework. So. Yeah. it's See? That's why she's in charge of the deep dives and the research <laughs> episodes, the on-week episodes. And in the off-week episodes, I generally come up with what we're going to talk about the moment I hit play on the camera. That's sometimes we talk it confirm. through. Sometimes nah, I don't really know what we're doing. And then I hit play and I'm just like, this is what we're talking about today. Rock and roll. So stay tuned for those on the off weeks. They're different. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me, whomst or what is Enki? So today is a deep dive into the Sumerian god Enki. He is also one of the Anunnaki. You know, the thing that all the conspiracy theorists talk about. It's okay, guys. We're, we're not, not talking, talking about, about conspiracy that. theories, or are we? No, we're not, though. No, as a matter of um, fact, we are but... not. No, we're not. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, Anunnaki, as far as I'm aware, is just like saying uh, Olympian or Vanir or... Yes, actually um, it is. Whatever the hell you call yep. the Egyptian gods. That's exactly what the Anunnaki... Animal heads? No. Comedic. I bet that just means animal heads in a different language. I don't know what that word means, um, but I know that that's the word that you use. Yeah, so, you uh, yeah, the Anunnaki, we will eventually do a uh, family tree for that. Um, Anunnaki and family tree. An Anunnaki and family tree. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure that's going to get the wildest views from people looking oh, yeah. for conspiracy theory oh, stuff. Yeah. And I'm like, sorry, all I, science, I, all I, mysticism, I'm gonna be, baby. I, I'm going to be real, man. Like, I know that there's a bunch of conspiracy <laughs> theories about the Anunnaki and I don't know, whatever, ancient aliens or whatever that that guy, the other guy with the crazy hair, is on about, um, or something. But also, and at the exact same time, I fucking genuinely don't know what the conspiracy theory is. Like, it, it's definitely been told to me a thousand times, and I, it's just, there are some conspiracy theories. Just, sometimes the conspiracy is so thick that it can't penetrate the tinfoil hat, and I don't understand. <laughs> You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, the tinfoil witch's hat. I put it on. I'm like, let's do conspiracies. And then they start doing da 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 da. And I, I immediately go full Charlie Brown. And I'm just like, yes, 
A hundred percent. And none of that shit hit home. Like zero yeah, percent yeah, of yeah. it. I don't know what the Anunnaki thing is about. Is it maybe the second Earth thing? Is it maybe the ancient aliens thing? Is it maybe some other distant alien shit? Is it that aliens, that gods are actually aliens? Is it that one misinterpretation of a pictogram it, that makes it look like a spaceman? Like, I, I not only do that I not Egyptian. know, but also I was thinking about the uh, Indian one specifically. Oh, um, the other one. But, but, uh, but also I don't care. There's like four um, of them. I'm interested in it insofar as I'm interested in all conspiracy theories. Again, tinfoil witch's hat. Uh, I find them hilarious, but I also am not going to commit any of them to memory because they seem like a waste of time. Yeah. You know, it's, uh. it's up there with like <laughs> flat earth stuff. If I am, if I am, if, if I'm making you angry talking about conspiracy theories or flat earth, then, um, then I, don't that, I don't fucking care. That's that your That kind of shows that maybe you need to do some, some science-based research. Or you know what? Keep um, believing your conspiracy theory. It's totally fine. I am here to support you and also laugh in your fucking face. I, there are some conspiracy theories that I'm willing to participate in. And then there's shit like Flat Earth where it's like cute that it's a thing. You know, the you only- know, Flat Earth is like when a kid is, is like, come outside, let me show you this thing that I made. And you're like, oh, let's hope that this isn't gonna be awful. What's up? And he's like, look at this birthday cake. And it's like a pile of mud with sticks in it. The sticks in it to look like birthday candles. Definitely not a birthday and you're like, cake. Birthday cake. And you're like, yes. And he's like, would you like a slice of this? And you're like, I mean, sure. Yeah. Let's see how far you can stretch this imagination, my guy. A hundred percent. You know what I mean? <laughs> I think the best flat, conspiracy flat theories Earth is like lightsaber are... fighting with uh with Christmas wrapping paper rolls. It's fun, but also not actually a lightsaber. So chill the fuck out. Yeah, I think the best <laughs> I think the best conspiracy theory and actually the only one that I subscribe to, I full well know it's a conspiracy theory, is the one that Jar Jar Binks is actually the supreme Sith Lord. See, that's not a conspiracy theory. That's just headcanon. That's like a what's Star cons Wars conspiracy. What's theory. the conspiracy? That they're hiding the truth? Yes. I, I don't think that they're doing that. I don't think that they've thought that much through. No, they definitely haven't. Watch the most recent <laughs> Star Wars movies. I don't think they've thought anything through. They definitely. I don't. I think that they're just producing units of wars that take place in Star. That's it. Yeah. Dog. Yeah. <laughs> like. Yeah. Trade wars. Kids love them. Yeah. Dude. <laughs> kids. You want to get kids? Teach them about trade and politics and shit. It's so hot right now. Um. <laughs> okay. Let's get back on these. Rails. Anyway, who the so, hell is? Uh, um, Enki, one of the Anunnaki, he's a Sumerian god of water, knowledge, crafts, magic, fertility, semen, aquifers, and creation. Okay, like the creation or like it's a creation in general. No, I mean like 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 there's a singular creation god in the Anunnaki or is he just like part of a herd of Dudes, He's like dude. part of a herd of dudes. Okay, yeah. yeah. It's a, it's and a, it's, a, it's a group project. Correct. Yeah. Uh, he is also the patron god of the city of Eridu. Uh, by the way, if I pronounce any of this stuff wrong, super sorry. It was difficult to find translations. Oh, um, also, like, let us know. Comment below yeah, let me know. or to whichever direction um, that is and let us know how to actually say these words. <laughs> yes, please. Um, so he's patron god of the city of Eridu, which is near modern-day Basra in southern Iraq. Uh, Enki is also the keeper of the divine powers called me mm. the gifts of civilization me me or nice. may i think i'm gonna say may just so it's not awkward yeah. because i'm saying the word me not meh 
I mean, it's, it's just not it's just M E, but listen, the H is silent anyway. So what if it's just like meh? However, if you are talking about them in plural, it's M E S. What so. are the gifts of civilization? They're pretty meh. Yeah, right. You could be walking around trees and shit, but like now we got all this houses and taxes. So I'm gonna say gifts of civilization, meh. <laughs> you know. So. Enki was mentioned in the earliest cuneiform writings in the area and was widely worshipped from 3000 BCE through about 300 BCE. This makes him the oldest thing that we have talked about, with the exception of some things that go back to like Paleolithic times, like sure. uh, the passage tombs we've talked about. Those are older than this, yeah, sure, but also times. may have been created during the same time frame, just in different parts of the world. Sure. Um, so this is incredibly old. Um, the uh, cuneiform writings of the Sumerians are like the oldest thing that we have that's like written record. Sure. Um, so this is really, really cool because I feel like we're going back to a lot of like spiritual and metaphysical roots. Sure. In this sort of like time frame. Um, over time, Enki was also syncretized with the Akkadian god Ea. Um, Ea was a god of creation and water and fertility, but not in quite the same way. And since they were... Yeah, who's Akkadian? Uh, they were essentially like a neighboring sort of city-state. Oh, okay, sure. And uh, the overlap between Enki and Ea and the distance between the Akkadians and the Sumerians were so small that they just ended up getting syncretized like very quickly. Yeah. So sometimes you see Enki uh, referred to as EA, and sometimes the EA is separate, but most of the time, Anki and EA are the same dude. Sure. Um, if you were to use his epithets, of course, like I said, you can call him EA. You can also um, refer to Anki as creator, prince. His name means Lord of the Earth. Uh, he is also Lord of the House of Water, uh, the House of Water being his shrine and temple at Eridu. He is the protector of those who seek his help. He is the spokesperson of the assembly of the gods, the lord of that which is below, and the breath of life. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's typically portrayed as a man with a long beard wearing a horned crown of divinity on top of a cone-shaped hat. So that's like the cone of like a witch's hat basically. Yeah. And then he's wearing a crown that has horns on I, top I'm, of that cone. I, I'm not, not gonna like, lie, I wasn't reading. And when you said cone shape, and then you started the huh noise of hat, I was so fucking hopeful you were gonna say the word head. Dude, I, <laughs> let me tell you how fucking jazzed I was to find out that cone heads is some sort of deep Sumerian <laughs> reference cut. Oh, man, I was so let down just now. Could you imagine if Coneheads <laughs> was the thing? Remember Coneheads? I do, in fact, oh, remember Coneheads, yeah. I when mean, are we going to get, hey, Hollywood, since you guys are not in favor of doing new artistic work <laughs> and are just trying to copy-paste anything that we've ever liked in the past because, you know, being creative is difficult. What the fuck's wrong with you people? Um, why don't you redo Coneheads? That shit was fun, dude. You could do Sumerian Coneheads. Um, cone-shaped hats were very popular, in that time sure. place and in that place, yeah. like physical place. So yeah, I mean, I could see how they would all be cone heads. Yeah, that'd be, that'd I'm, be I'm great, here with dude, it. do cone So heads. like basically, basically Anki wore like a witch's hat, but instead of like a wide brim, it was like a crown of horns on, at the bottom, at the base. 
That's fucking rad, dude. Yeah. I yeah. want that hat. It's very cool. Um, Yo, dog, give me that hat. Yeah, he also wears a flounced skirt, which is kind of like a skirt that has ruffles. Okay. Um, and he has two streams of water, complete with fish in the streams of water, that flow down from his shoulders like a cape. Uh, in the so legends... Has got a cape, a river cape? Yeah, he has a river cape. That's rad. In fact, it's is a two-river cape. You've just described like the coolest guy ever. I'm sorry, what? I am dude. so excited for this deep dive. This guy's I, rad. I'm spent very a, for this guy. I spent a lot of time on this one. I really got What's into this, this one. Fucking horn brim witch hat, wearing a wearing a nice flowy ass skirt. Yeah, for comfort, and he's wearing a cape full of river. Yeah, a cape full of two rivers. The well, the, yeah, sure, you got two the shoulders, legend two behind rivers, it is that sense. the rivers are the Tigris and Euphrates rivers. Um, Eridu and uh, is in that like sort of uh, Tigris-Euphrates River Delta that was, like, really fertile and sort of where, like, civilization... The, like, fertile crest. Like, like modern civilization started in the fertile shit. crescent. Yeah, totally, yeah totally. exactly. So that's kind of what that is. Um, he's often shown standing in between two trees, symbolizing the masculine and feminine aspects of nature, um, and also with an eagle perched on his arm. Yeah, sure. I mean, listen, you already got all this stuff. Why not also have an eagle? And also eagle. He's, like, he's being... It's yeah. like he was created by, like, a six-year-old boy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> sometimes his clothes are patterned with fish scales. Yeah, sure. And also sometimes he carries a scepter that has the head of a ram, uh, a goat fish, you, you know, like the Capricorn symbol, or a turtle oh, on top. Okay, yeah. I was just like, yeah, you know, the kind of fish that we all know about, goat fishes. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck that means. There Is was it a, a fish with horns? Or is no, it, no, it's uh, like hairy half, fish. It's like half fish, Top, half goat. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's a goat. Capricorn. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a goat fish. It's a mergoat. A mergoat. I like that right? better than goat fish. Yeah, goat fish sounds <laughs> awful, man. Goat, goat fish sounds like some shit you're gonna get like post Three Mile Island. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The exactly. goat fish is a nuclear test, like fallout ramification do you on our think, ecosystem. Do you think the goat fish meat would be like red, like goat, or would it be like white, like a fish? Well, I, mean, I think it's definitely going to be, be well, like pink, some like fish, tuna. some fish got like red or yeah. pink meat. So my guess is it's going to be like red, pink, sort of, you know, yeah. like how we already have fish that are like that. Um, like a gamey tuna? That sounds awful. Honestly, that sounds fantastic. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Jamie Tuna sounds gangster. I'm here for that shit. So, yeah. I, but I also love goat. So, yes, I'm yes, very here for that. Yeah. So, um, that's his iconography. Now, his family is, like most deities that we've um, talked about here, a little complicated. They're fucking loose. <laughs> yeah, loose is basically the best yeah. way to do it. Uh, hey, did he track uh, this guy's lineage? Ah, maybe, dog. Listen, his patents and nobility is just like a bunch of pieces of papers. Pieces of paper like stapled, stapled together. to like, other pieces of paper with just like red string. No, it's and they're just like, like, what uh, does this mean? And you're like... It means I spend too many nights away, and I'm not <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, it's just like just a bunch let of him in the it's castle. Fine. It's fine, right? Yeah. Um, so he, uh, his parents. I went with the the what seems to be the most agreed upon lineage for him. Um, his parents is Anu, king of the gods. He's the personification of the sky, and Namu, the creator goddess, who's associated with water. This is not really that uncommon. We see this in a lot of other um, pantheons sure, where yeah. it's like the sky and the and the earth or that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, so those are his parents. His uh, consorts are um, Ninhursag, or also known as Ninma. She is the mother goddess of the mountains 
Uh, she's also one of the seven great deities um, of Sumer and is one of the Anunnaki also. Uh, and also his other consort is Damkina and her, she's the goddess of ritual purification. Sure. Yeah. And, uh, he had several children. So by Ninhursag, he had Marduk, the god of underworld and death. It's a very underworldy name, Marduk. It totally is. Yeah. yeah. Um, Dumuzid, who is the god of agriculture and shepherds. Ninsar, the goddess of the preparation of meat. Nice. Yeah, Ninkura, the goddess of crafts, Utu, the goddess of weaving, and Ninki. I could not find what this one has anything to do Ninki. with. Ninki. She, she's trying to find herself. Yeah. Or yeah. him. Like, uh, I don't I'm going to say asterisk on this they. because Enki also had children with some of his children because that's what old timey God mythos things do. Um, And I did not include those here because there's many and they have a lot to do with the mythos. And I just couldn't really get into all of that. Um, And then, so, so if you want more into his kids, we can always do a part two of the deep. Absolutely. Let us know if that's what you're going for. Absolutely. We want to know more about this, like weird, like, um, uh, uh, what is this like? Re- what is that? What is that called? Real Wives of, and then the name of a city. <laughs> is that what that show is called? Real Wives or whatever Housewives. the fuck? Housewives. Real Housewives. Housewives. Real Housewives. You know those like Real Housewives shows where it's just like everybody's banging everybody or whatever. Yeah. I mean, I've literally never seen an episode of those shows, so this might not Me be the neither, case. But, but it's like seems it's like implied it's that way when you watch the commercials and stuff. I need yeah. to relax, dang, bro. Yeah. yeah. Um, so those are his children by Ninhursag. Uh, by Damkina, his children are uh, Nanshi, the goddess of the sea and divination. <sighs> Asara Ludu, also known as Namshub, the god, uh, the goddess of exorcist and protection. You said it was perfectly fine. And um, sometimes I have to look at it and go, okay. Oof, let's yeah. go. Like yeah, you know so when you're sounded like out. you know when you're standing at the you know when you're like at the water park and you're like gonna go you like had to wait in line to like go down this water slide sure. and you get to the top and you're like oh man I'm higher up than I thought like hopefully I don't like I don't know get stuck in this water park ride. Dog, let me tell you, get and stuck then you in take a water that, slide. Like, I've been on. A that's great how you many die. Water that's how get, you die. Get stuck in a water slide. Easily top five fears. And yeah. I haven't been in a water slide in probably 20 I years. I literally got stuck in one one time, yeah. mm-hmm. but like not like one of the tube ones. It was like one of the ones where you're like on the lazy river. Yeah. And like my friends were like jostling us around and like my foot slipped off the inner tube and got yeah. like caught underneath yeah. for a minute. It was horrifying. Anyway, yeah, you know when you're like standing at the top of like the water slide thing and you're like, okay. Whew, deep breath. Let's go. That's that's what it was. I had to like look at the water slide there. Anyway, Namshub is also the term for information hazard in a book that we read called Snow Crash by Neil Stevenson. I believe that we talked about this book in the Technomancy episode um, because it is one of the first places that they start talking about sort of technical magic. We may have also talked about it in a few of the pub chats. Yeah. Well, they they specifically not only talk about technomancy insofar as how you can like perform magic 
with technology yeah. and within the realms of technology, but also they're specifically using Sumerian and Sumerian gods as the like modus operandi of this technomancy. Yes, and it I highly recommend um, reading to or listening to that book if you want to know more about Anki. Cool, the story dude. that they have for him is a fictional story. Yeah, it's not Hondo Pasundo accurate. It does have some callbacks to what is actually what we actually know about his mythos. Real real life dog, you're going to read this book and like listen, it's sci-fi. You're going to be into the sci-fi, but you're also as soon as you're done with this book, you're going to be like, I got to look this motherfucker up. What's going on with this guy? Huh? Yeah. How yeah. much of this shit was real? Like cuz it's a story. Uh, you yeah. know, with regard to like Enki and like uh, Sumerian gods and such like that. Yeah. So it's a good one, man. It's a real good one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and part of the story of the, the idea, the mythos behind that for Snow Crash and also the thing that it ties into with what we know of Enki is that as one of the creator gods, he actually is the one who breathed sentience and life into humans. Yeah. Um, which is a really interesting way to think about it because usually um, that sort of thing isn't happening to humans when there's something that has sentience breathed into it. It's typically a different type of creature uh, in most mythoses that we study. Uh, yeah. It's not, this is not a hard and fast. This is so rare, but like, uh, it's something that I noticed. Huh. So um, let's talk about worship. Now, I feel he like- had a Nimitz class aircraft carrier. No, absolutely not. You said don't, warship. No, don't, don't- like Warships? Don't help, don't help the conspiracy theories. No uh, listen, warships. If your conspiracy theory about Sumerian gods, the Anunnaki, is that they have modern American warships, like a uh, Navy. Um, what's up? Hit me up. I want to know about that. I, I'm not going to believe you, but I definitely want to watch that special <laughs> on the History Channel, a place that has stopped referring to history. So, <laughs> scientific accuracy, at least. <laughs> so, first of all, Enki's temple, his main temple <clears throat> was called Isira or Eabzu, uh, which means house of the subterranean waters. Yeah. And his temple was located in the city of Eridu, uh, like I said, in modern day southern Iraq, which, it, which was like marshland and almost coastline coastal too um this was the first city and temple in the area and the settlement dates back as far as about 5500 bce nice we don't believe that his worship was is as old as that but um you know going all the way back but like to like some... 3000 bce yeah. is like a super duper long time yeah. but that and doesn't it mean possible. that it wasn't like some other shit that inevitably became him. Exactly. Or, or like him of a different name. And then like, you know, some asshole showed up and was like, what's up? I heard about these Anunnakians built these ancient ass monuments or whatever the fuck. And you're like, oh yeah, like we got a guy. And they're like, he's one of our guys. This is actually his name. You know, like what, how Christian did. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, there's a lot that kind of goes into it's like what how every how, religion did. Yeah, I do like yeah. let's not there even is pretend a lot that, goes into that the that. Greeks didn't yeah. just collect them all like they were fucking Pokemon, <laughs> right? Like, yeah, let's be mad real about that one. 
Yeah. So like this is one of those things that's really hard to like exemplify because as as humans, there's like only a certain amount that you can kind of like think about in terms of like volume or distance or time. And this is kind of one of those. So like we're here in the year like 20. 24. Uh, you seemed quite unsure what the year was. Well, I was going to say it in like a funny way, but then I was like, nah. The 21st century? Yeah. So we're here in like 2024. Sure. Yeah. And, you know, we know that the worship of Anki goes back as far as like 3000 BC. So that's yeah. like 5,000 years. Yes. And then to add like another few thousand on top of that is yeah. just like an astronomically huge amount of time. Yeah. Well, listen, so, I didn't keep like the best records about this. I mean, actually, the Sumerians kept very good records. Right, 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 right. And right, right. we know but a like lot time, more about But not them. like, not like time, not like 5,000 year time capsule records. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like they carved it in a stone and that shit lasts. But like at the same time, we can't like, we can't like dial into their server node and be like, what's up, dog? And they're like, oh, yeah. This is all the information we have. There are yeah. like blueprints. Yeah, we you know can't what I'm like saying? we can't like see their like we're having to we're having to do um, like figure but it also out. Also, at the same There's time, also like a language and cultural barrier. I mean, like, listen, we've all played the telephone game with like twenty assholes in a classroom. Imagine <laughs> yeah. five thousand years and like what I can only imagine is probably like like a quarter billion souls minimally just talking about this one you know motherfucker. Like you're gonna lose some shit. Or misplace some shit in translation, yeah. you know, or, or just about this temple. I mean, you know. Well, it's not just that. It's like this is like one. This is like a super duper really long time, right? Um, it's essentially all of it, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. But like, let's also, be, let's be real. This is essentially all of human history from the beginning of what we would classify as civilization until now. Arguably, the ruination thereof and thereof. <laughs> exactly. So, but like, also... We're at the end life of the Civ. I have to remind... I, I feel like I have to remind people, like... People that lived back then weren't Neanderthals. They were people like us. I mean, Neanderthals were also people like us. I, you know, I, like, I, I feel like the poison of the mind that is Ancient Aliens, the TV series... Um, primarily relies on this idea that, and, and like you see this in like a bunch of other stuff. It's not just them. They're just the fun ones to pick on because uh, it's so obvious. But like old timey people had, a, there were exactly as much time in a day and you had exactly as much creative willingness to do shit. You just didn't have like 47 anime episodes to watch. And like, you know what a, I'm and like a smartphone yeah. that you're it's, always it's like It's to. like, uh, what, what's what's that example? Is it's like uh, podcasts of the Middle Ages was just like yeah. doing your laundry in the crick with all the other people. And somebody's just like, well, I don't know if you heard, but, uh, but uh, Barbara is not here today. You want to know why Barbara's not here today? And everybody's like, I'm washing my clothes closer to this lady today. What? <laughs> What's going on yeah, with Barbara? Right? Right? Yeah. So, like, you know. So, people are still sort of, like, the same, even though it's a very long amount of time ago. But yeah. I, I feel like we kind of go back to, like, the sort of primal idea um, in, in working with Anki. But anyways, so this is, like I said, the oldest deity that we've done a deep dive on. This will probably be the oldest deity we'll ever be able to do a deep dive on, other than other Sumerian deities. Sure. Um, unless, like crazy new findings happen. And the city of Eridu is actually older than the city of 
er, you uh, are is how you spell that. And um, it's really interesting to like see what these cities looked like. If you want to know more information about this period in history, something that I am super fascinated about, um, check out Mini Minuteman's videos of his visit there. He is we'll, an archaeologist. We'll have we'll, those linked. Yeah, we'll the, have that linked below. Do. We're not affiliated with him. Oh my we're, God, no, we're, we're just, just like fans. huge fans. Yeah, he's just yeah. like awesome. And his videos are super fucking informative. Yeah. Yeah. So, and he's not doing any sort of metaphysical or occult or spiritual stuff. Yeah. He is an archaeologist. Yeah, so he's, he's doing giving you science. Old and um, it's really it's fascinating to see yeah. what that looks like. I really got a lot out of those episodes. Anyway, so his temple was a ziggurat style temple, which is sort of like a like a big fortification sort of boxy fort looking thing that gets taller and taller as it goes on, but not quite like a pyramid. Um, and so it was a ziggurat style temple uh, surrounded by the marshes of the Euphrates River near the coast. Uh, and from that time, we know the description of the temple. Uh, so they, so writings from that time describe the temple as being constructed with gold and lapis lazuli. Its foundation on the nether sea is filled in. So they basically filled in the marshland to complete the, the temple building. Yeah. And um, so it doesn't sink. That's yeah. Next we do to that the river right now, of guys, the Euphrates. Look at you, a bunch of fucking airports. Yeah. yeah. Some that are also sinking. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Now, in this <laughs> temple and in this city, there were a variety of public rituals and feasts and celebrations throughout the year. Unfortunately, we don't have a whole lot of information about these. And some of this is generalized towards all of the Sumerian deities, but some of this is also like very specific to Anki. Sure. So daily rituals generally were done for a bunch of different deities. So in Enki's temple, um, they included placing a table into the innermost shrine and a washing basin for your hands and like a towel or whatever. And then a full meal complete with live music. Um, this was performed twice a day. So then they would let it sit there for a little while. And then the food was taken to the king to eat uh, because it, Essentially, because the food was brought out for Enki to sort of consume as an offering, it's not like he consumed it as an offering, like how you or I would consume food um, or removing anything from it. They brought it to the king to eat because it conferred extra blessings from the gods. Sure. So it was less of like, thank you for this meal, but like, thank you for sharing the experience of that meal with me. Um, the water from the washing bowl was also used to bless the king. Um, however, drinks were not consumed and were typically poured out and the new ones were poured um, when when serving the king. Another type of ceremony that was specific to Anki was in addition to this, and it was to immerse his statue in the blood of a slain god. Now, this may have been done for other deities as well. It is unclear. Um, this, this ritual, the blood of a slain god ritual is what I'm going to start calling it. This would happen on the first seventh and 15th of each month and priests and priestesses would basically feed the deities there and then they would ritualistically open the eyes and mouths of the statue of the god so anki um, and then they would immerse it in water after slaughtering a different god 
It is unclear what, we, what they mean by slaughtering a different god. It is definitely clear that they did not mean actually physically slaughtering a thing. Uh, more of a ritualistic sort of... Uh, in my mind, it's like knocking over a chess piece. Sure. Sure, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. How did they open the eyes and mouth of this fucking statue? You know... You know, I got a lot of questions about this. Blood of a slain god. Not even on the list of questions. In my mind... <laughs> They're just like opening a portal, walking in there, stabbing some snake dude, right? Middle of dinner or whatever the fuck, <laughs> bringing him back through the portal, pouring his blood on the statue, giving Anki power or whatever the fuck. I'm totally okay with that. Like, whatever, dog. I watch anime. Um, but uh, as far as I'm aware, if a statue opens its eyes or mouth, whether it does it of its own volition or somebody else has the capacity to do it, that is immediately... Uh, fucking in-game boss in a horror video game. Maybe right? not a horror or, video game. Or we just watched the live-action Avatar. Yeah, or a fucking nightmare. Yeah, either right? way, a thing that you probably don't want to, like, actually be around. Yeah, I don't so, want statues. They don't need to be looking at stuff. Yeah. Uh, I th think close. what they would do to open the eyes and mouths is essentially to, like, take a Or is cloth. this, like, a grim jaw thing where, like, the jaw part, like, the statue has, like, just like painted on eyes and then the bottom half of its head is missing. Like the bottom jaw part is missing and it's just like a fixed. Just with like, like a maw? With like, with, like a, with like a gold bottom jaw. You know, like all those like 90s cartoons where, uh, where like a bad guy had like the bottom part of his jaw was like made out of metal. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that way he had like sharper teeth or fucking whatever. Like a, a steel jaw. Yeah, like a steel jaw. A, there might like, even be a Bond villain It like is a that, Bond villain, do. yeah. That's, yeah, that's like there's like a bunch of, there's like a, it was like a very popular thing in like 90s boy cartoons. Oh, absolutely, right? yeah. Um, so like, like in my mind, it's a stone statue, but with like pivots in the eyes, like those sleepy time wake up dollies. Remember those dolls <laughs> that like, no. when you lay it down, it's eyes closed. And then when you stand it up, it's eyes open, you know, like that energy. So it's got <laughs> them kind of swivelly eyeballs. And it's got like that metal lower jaw portion, which also based on the way that they would dress this statue because of his standard adornments, uh, makes this arguably one of the most badass looking statues of a god you could possibly fathom. Right? Basically, yeah. Fucking uh, giant Zeus statue, who this? I wouldn't be surprised if they painted the statues. We don't really have evidence that shows one way or another. Like sure. how we know that the Greeks and Romans painted their statues to be like full color. Yeah, oh my like, God. We know about it's, that. Dude, if you, do, if you have not seen this, like, look it up. Look up painted Greek statues. Because we're used to all these, like, Greek statues where they're like, oh, look at this, look at this, at, like, alabaster white marble statue, whatever the fuck. Fake news, guys. If you're just learning this, I'm sorry for shattering your reality. Fake fucking news. They were fully painted, and it is amazing. It is some, like, cartoon technicolor nonsense. I love it so fucking much, I dude. I also love it, yeah. It's delicious. And also... And one of the many reasons why I love the painted statues, beyond the fact that it makes it look way cooler, uh, is it also gets to put a smack on the face of, like, all white supremacists who are like, look how pure these Greeks were. All those statues were fucking brown people. Get fucked. Smack in the face, white supremacist. <laughs> it's like my favorite thing ever. The One of the specials that we watched about it, they were interviewing a lady and she was like, oh yeah, these statues, like, all their skins were paint, all their skin was, like, painted bronze because that's, like, the color people were. People aren't this white. Yeah. And the, and the interviewer was just like, 
I, 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 yeah, I guess that makes sense. She's like, I can't sure. help that. That's yeah. not wrong. <laughs> They're using like lasers or some shit to like detect micro particles of paint, like buried in the stone and shit. It's very cool. Yeah, dude. it is. It's it is very cool. I, I would imagine the way that the way that the like open the mouth and eyes of the statue is written about kind of indicates that they probably used a cloth to like wipe those areas. Sure. So yeah. like a little bit playing a peekaboo. Sure. Uh, yeah. and well, you also... just paint an eyeball on where the like smooth part is. And then when you rub that off and you just paint like a sleepy eye that works, but does it mean that from a practical standpoint, this jaw, this mouth has two sets of teeth, open teeth. And you paint those teeth. white, you paint the inner teeth, closed teeth, black, so it looks like an open mouth. And then when it's closed time, when it's it's no longer open mouth time, they paint those uh, those outer row of teeth red like lips, and they paint the inner teeth white like teeth. Or he's right? just Which like just a, means he has two like rows of teeth cracker? like a shark. Still makes this guy cooler. Listen, all I'm saying is this guy's only getting the more more cool, the more we look yeah. at Right? Yeah. This guy's rad and also was maybe a supervillain from like a 90s cartoon. Yeah, exactly. Which I'm okay with, honestly. <laughs> it's essentially what I've modeled like 80% of my life about is being a 90s cartoon supervillain. And it seems to be working out fantastically. So. <laughs> so I found this quote about how, how like the average Sumerian like did their sort of rituals and praying and stuff like that. And I wanted to read that because it, I, I could have reworded it into several bullet points, but it's perfect the way it is. Uh, when it came to more private matters, a Sumerian remained devout. Although the gods preferred justice and mercy, they had also created evil and misfortune. A Sumerian had little that he could do about it. Judging from the lamentation records, the best one could do in times of duress would be to plead, lament, and wail, tearfully confessing your sins and failings. Their family god or city god might intervene on their behalf, but that would not necessarily happen. After all, man was created as a broken, labor-saving tool for the use of the gods, and at the end of everyone's life lay the underworld. A generally dreary place. Oh no, we might be in Sumerian underworld, guys. Yeah, we might be in Sumerian underworld, first of all. Yeah, because this <laughs> does seem like a dreary place, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. And I feel hole. like social media all in all is um, the way that you plead to the Sumerian gods. You know, yeah. you lament and wail, tearfully confessing your sins and failings on the internet. Yeah. Whether um, you know that you're doing that or you think you're being funny and then end up yeah, the about. parallels are just a little horrifying. That's awesome. Maybe the Sumerians so, had the internet. I'm just putting this out there, guys. <laughs> it was 5,000 years ago. We don't know what the fuck they had. Yeah, yeah. So I want to back up a little bit. So earlier we were talking about Snow Crash. And um, in it, uh, I mentioned that essentially it shares this idea of what how humans were created and how Enki breathed the breath of life into humans. So essentially... Um, when you look at Sumerian mythos, in the beginning, there were the gods. And then the gods were like, being a god is too much work, y'all. Yeah. We need some like automatons to do some of this work for us. Yeah. So then they You're created like, I love, humans I love, out of clay. I love this fruit, but like, I gotta like fucking find this shit and like tend to it and shit. Like this grain is gangster, but like I gotta like plant it and shit. It doesn't seem like my kind of thing. What if... 
You just like make some motherfuckers to do this. Yeah, out of clay. Yeah. And then Anki was like, got you, fam. And then he created them and then was like, hey, you know what would be even better is if I gave them sentience? Because then we can just like, then they can just like do the things and we don't have to keep commanding them to ah, do the thing So what you're time. saying is that Anki is the Ron Poe Peel of the Anunnaki. Because he said it and then immediately <laughs> he, forget it. He did. Right? He did. Yeah, and Anki, also, Ron Poe Peel of the Anunnaki. Also, let's think about AI for a moment here. Horrifying. Okay. Or, or <laughs> listen, they're going to be telling stories about us as weird gods. So. That's true. That also means that we're not around no more. But. I mean, everybody whatever. everybody dies someday. Yeah. So that's like sort of. Like the kids book. Everybody <laughs> dies someday. So. Everybody poops but you. <laughs> Whatever that book is called. <laughs> I think it's just Everybody Poops. Maybe it's Everybody Poops. Uh, honestly, I don't even know if this book is real. It's just like a reference within a reference to like a Family Guy bit or something. It's Simpsons probably bit. real. It's, it's probably, probably real. real. I don't know. The 90s were a weird fucking yeah. time. So because Enki created the humans and then later breathed life, life into them, he was also like, oh, no, I have to like give them rules and stuff. Yeah. And that's where the maze come in. Yeah. The Mees, the May, the May? No, the Mays are the divine tenets of civilization. Ah, so they're like um, the laws of robotics. A little bit, but so I would... he's just like Asimov and Ron Popeil had a baby, and it's Anki. I actually think that it's a they're closer to the rules in the Zombieland movies because there are a lot of Mays. Oh. Oh, hey, surprise, there's more than just three rules of robotics. It starts with three, oh, and then the robots yeah. find a way around it, and they're like, let's make it five. And then the robots find a way around it, and they're like, let's make it nine. And then the robots find a way around it, and they keep making them. It's kind of the point of the series of books is that, like, you can't lay down hard ground rules like that and expect people to follow them. It's not. Obviously, look at the land and humans. It's it's still less like that and more like the rules in Zombieland because the rules in Zombieland are like, oh, you should always like always double tap. Like, oh, yes, always double tap. OK. And then it's like you go in the bathroom and the zombie and they're like, add this rule. Got to check for zombies in the bathroom. Yeah. And then it's like, I got to add this rule. So then it sort of sort of like spirals yeah. out of control. Um, so these rules were originally compiled by Anu, sometimes known as Enlil, uh, Enki's father. And they were handed over to Enki so that he could hand them out to the city centers, thereby educating people in the tenets of civilization. Because now that they have breathed sentience into us clay, they got to do a thing about it. They can't just let us run a muck. Yeah. Um, and so, of course, he started out. with his own city, Eridu, first. Uh, and we think that he may have also been assigning responsibilities for the deities, as well as educating people. And sometimes the maze have to do with a place rather than a person or or group of people. Yeah. Um, some of these... Like, don't fuck with Zanzibar kind of shit? A little bit, yeah. Yes. So some of these maze are represented by physical objects, like musical instruments. Yeah. Um, like a rock? Don't go here. I'm gonna hit you with this fucking rock. <laughs> I mean, yes, also that. That's the uh, rule of the rock. But there are Don't other maze that are like, so like a musical instrument would be a may about that musical instrument. So like if if it was a guitar, the may would be like the like the coolest guitar, right? Yes. But for other types of maze, like basket weaving, okay, you could probably have a basket for that. That makes sense. But what kind of may do you have for victory? Well, does the may have to be like 
Like a thing? So it's complicated because it, we is it because know, their written language it doesn't have the capacity for communicating complex designs. It, it is a little bit. So okay, that's there fine. are so we know that the maze are represented by physical objects because in one of the myths, Ina- the goddess Inanna gets Anki drunk and then steals the maze to bring to her own city. Yeah, sure. And then she has the maze on display in her own city. Mm -hmm. So we think that that means that all of them were represented by physical objects, or perhaps they were stamped into a clay tablet. We're not really sure. Just a bunch of fucking pictures on a tower. One of those. uh, What's that place where the the city rules were writ on a? (sighs) I have one of them. A big, tall, pointy. Stone towers. Oh, an obelisk. Yeah, I mean, like an obelisk, but oh, not an obelisk. Oh, I. But you know what? You just like leave that. You just like put that shit in the middle of the town. You write all the rules on it. A little bit. That's yeah. like gangster. That's a classic way to do it. It's in the town. Uh, I don't. I didn't know about this rule. It's right there, dog. I can see it. We're eight blocks away. Yeah, it's fucking huge. So we're not entirely you know? sure whether everything had that because some maze are like physical and some of them are abstract concepts. Mm-hmm. Um, but not Victory. all. One dude laying down. One dude standing on top. Hands like this. Maybe it's a picture. Again, we don't thing. know. Yeah. Some. Um, not all maze are positive or were skill based either. Um, there were more than a hundred maze, but exactly. the tablets recording them were um, only part. And we've only been able to recover and translate about 60 maize. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a whole list of them, but examples of maize would be like godship, truth, heroship, the destruction of cities, craft of the basket weaver, the concepts of fear and victory, among many others. I don't know that they need to teach us fear, but like, a, a, cool. I mean, there was hey. also there's also terror. Thanks, there was bro. fear and terror. Yeah. Well, so we've got that. So it was a little bit like the rules in Zombieland where they're like, oh, wait, no, we also have this. So we need to have a may about that also. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So um, that's really how all rules work, by the way. Right. <laughs> it is. Look, why do you think we have so many dumb fucking laws? On the yeah. Books? Wherever you're from, look up the location that you're at. Just Google the location you're at. Stupid laws. You're going to yeah. find locally at least 25 laws that are like so insane as to boggle the mind. Yeah. Right. Like every place has it. And it's because you have one one time some asshole does a dumb thing and then like. A new, a different asshole who's trying to like you know take like take control and have power. He probably doesn't deserve it because he wants it anyway. Is gonna run on a campaign of like I'm gonna make it illegal for you to use soiled laundry to wash your car on public streets, and then like San Francisco has a law about that. Now. Yeah, yeah, or whatever. You know. Yeah. So. Normally in these deep dive episodes, we have been doing a like invocation to the deity, but in its place this time, I have decided to read you part of the like poem, basically, that was written in Sumerian originally to talk about Anki and the world order. This is a little bit of a A creationist. Yeah, like a new world order. Like Anunnaki in a new world order? No, more like NWO. Oh. Wolfpack for life. If you know, you know. Silent Fox? No, it's not Silent Fox. This is in this context. It's New World Order for Life. Everybody shush. Silent Fox. Shush. You know about that? I do. I do. We never did that. Oh, I mean, I didn't. That was not a thing when I was in school. 
I know that because of my younger siblings. Oh. Yeah. Like my much younger siblings. I only know that because Silent I've Fox. definitely been around a kid that's done that and been like, weird, but okay. Yeah. They're like, shush, Silent Fox. And you're like, I am bigger than you. <laughs> yeah. Like, how about real, how bro, about real fucking loud Fox, Bro, I am, a, I am a 401k adult here. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I have, ta- I pay taxes. That means that I'm allowed, I'm allowed to be loud. That's how this yeah. shit works. Dog. So I'm going to read some excerpts from this Anki and the World Order because I think it helps to give um, a little bit of information about what that is. And also it's really cool to read something that was written like thousands of years ago. So um, here we go. There is no craftsman among the gods that is even close to Anki in skill. Standing in Eridu with his house founded upon the Apsu itself, his dragon-like shadow covers heaven and the earth. He is also clever, strong, and at times terrible. His mere glance is all that it takes to unsettle the hearts of the mountains, and his gaze has ranged over every portion of the land. I'll read number two. Uh, His virility is like the way that maize tree continually bears fruit. Unlike the maize tree that might draw strength from a river or a canal, Enki draws his strength from the primal waters of the Apsu. It is from him that the waters of the rivers and the canals gain their vitality. Enki spent his time organizing the destiny of days. He placed these days into months and then into years. When completed, he submitted them to the Council of Gods for approval. His decisions gave order to the days and made him master over humanity. Did he put triplicates of that to HR? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he did, yeah. Um... Oh my god, these aren't numbered in any sort of reasonable way. (laughs) I was just like, where is four? It's eight, don't worry. Anki went on to praise his own greatness as he went on as he went about organizing the universe. With my father on Lord of the Heavens, I make sure that that justice is served. With my brother Enlil, Lord of the Lands, I decree destinies. I keep the seals for heaven and earth. I am the leader of the Anuna gods. Yeah, they didn't call themselves the Anunnaki. They're the Anunas. Um, Anuna sounds way cooler than Anunnaki's. Hey, conspiracy theories, get your fucking shit together. When their Lord Anki had finished, the Anuna gods applauded their Lord Anki. All hail Anki, Lord of Arts and Decision Maker of Destiny. My words are sound. I excel at everything. Anki accepted the praise. So awesome. (laughs) Right? He's like, I'm awesome, bro. Flex. What's up? Touch these muscles. Yeah. Once his opening statements had been made, he began to outline for the gods what he had done to set order to the lands. These laws would determine the conduct of the demons and the gods, as well as determining the place in the world of mankind. In the city of Eridu, I have decreed that a shrine be built for me. The shade of my Iabzu, mm. my house of the deep extends over the sea and in the surrounding marshlands. Carp Carp dart about and carp dart about. Yes. Oh, like the fish. Yeah, like the fish. Okay. (laughs) What did you think that was? I I don't know, dude. I was just like, are you missing letters in that? (laughs) Carpe dart about? Carpe dart abouts, bro. Uh, Sometimes you got to carpe those darts, dog. Uh, Carp dart about and small birds chirp in their nests. Uh, Anki's building project has provided a place where his chosen people in Eridu can commune with him and with the deep. The temple has a pool of holy water teeming with life, reflecting the way that life teems from the from the deep. 
Lord Enki, master of all the powers of the gods. He is the greatest of all the gods in heaven and earth. Praise be to him, Lord of heaven and earth. The great gods saw the work of their Lord and hailed him as he passed. Enki's task was complete. Civilization's organization was established for the good of man and the gods who they served. The hierarchies of the gods, demons, and man were set up in such a way that they could work together for mutual benefit of all. So this is only part of Enki and the World Order. If you would like to know more or have us read the whole thing, let us know. Oh, yeah. um, there, You can actually find the source that I got for this in the source list uh, below. So, um, Or it's, in the description if you're on a podcast. That's right. Before. So um, it's really interesting because we do have so little information, but also conversely so much information about this period in time. It do be like that. Um, it do be like that sometimes. We'd have more if a bunch of libraries weren't burned down because a bunch of assholes didn't want to read. Yeah, basically. Right? Yeah. Stop burning books, guys. Um, so whenever I do a deep dive episode, I, um, I try to spend some time meditating to reach out to that deity and sort of try to understand them a little bit better. And this one was an interesting one because um, as I was trying to figure out, there, there's not a lot of like hard and fa fast information about this. Not a lot of people worship Anki these days. Sure. Um, and those who do are very specific and secular with what it is that they are doing. Yeah. And it is difficult to sort thing. of like, weird. yeah, it's difficult to sort of parse data out of that. So I try to get my information as it were from the source itself. And I had a really interesting time contacting Anki. So in the things that I read, I found that they that people recommend that you have foods that are like whole foods, basically things that they would have eaten back then um, as an offering um, for Anki. And that just I mean, I don't give this guy potato chips, I guess. Like, don't give this guy potato chips. Like, don't don't give him like processed foods. And I was like, that's weird, because like normally for offerings, we just like leave whatever it is that we're eating ourselves. Yeah. But also, we don't really eat a lot of processed food for what's we worth. we don't. But you know, sometimes <laughs> we do. Um, and um, I thought that was really interesting. But I also really was curious about the t about the method in which the offerings were given to him. Basically, the idea of a meal that he's not consuming. You're the one who's consuming the meal and with entertainment. So a meal with entertainment. So um, I had tried to meditate to reach out to Anki before I had done this and I did not have success. And sometimes that happens and that's fine. Um, but we were watching the, the the live action Avatar, so my entertainment for the night, and we had made dinner, so I had made the food for the night, and I sat down and arranged everything and basically sort of reached out to Anki in this way to say like, hey, I'm having this meal, I would like you to join me. I know this is different than what you're used to because it was like literally spaghetti with cheese uh, <laughs> and like a soda. Yeah. Um, and like explain to it, like, this is the food that I am eating. This is the entertainment that I have. Join me. And I got really positive vibes out of that. And the next time that I went to full meditation to try and work with Anki, uh, I was able to kind of like 
get there. And uh, I definitely am going to continue working with Anki because I had a really cool experience. And um, I think that it's the, the energy that Anki brings is a very sort of like primal, like kingly, almost dadly energy where it's like firm, but caring and fun. Um, you know, you're, you're definitely going to have some like hard and fast rules when working with a deity like this. And um, I definitely now understand the no processed foods thing, because after having this meal where I made everything other than like the pasta, really, uh, like it, it, I could see where processed food is not the thing that he wants, because he's definitely going to want to be a steak and potatoes kind of dude. Sure. Yeah. You know, and then like a goat dessert steak. afterwards, goat steak, goat fish, fish, goat steak. steak. Yeah. yeah, Capricorn steak. Yeah, what's up? <laughs> so how does Capricorn meat do? Yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I I find that that's definitely kind... I, I think that that's going to be the best way to want to work with Anki for those of you that are interested in it. Of course, your, your mileage may vary. Your experience is definitely your own. Um, and I yeah, definitely you know, recommend checking I, I, it out. I feel like... I feel like, you know, we we probably say this often enough, but I, I definitely think it's something that needs to be said regularly. But like just because some asshole says this is the way you're supposed to worship doesn't mean that it's the way that is going to work best for you in yeah. worship. Right. Yeah. You know, it's sort of like um, like I, I generally think of worship like art. Right. Like you could take classes on art or whatever, but like your art is yours singularly. Yeah. And it's like other people can do art similar to you and you can do art similar to other people. But it doesn't change the fact that like your art is intrinsically special and yours alone. Right. There's a thing in in uh, like the Kung Fu school that I grew up in where it's like you got to do a thing a thousand times before it's yours. And it's because even though emotion um, or like a set or like the way that you move a, a specific weapon is like meant to be moved in this specific way. The tiniest change in the way you position your wrist or your hips or your feet or the angle that the blade is set at or like the, the manner in which you apply force to a strike. Those are all going to be dependent on like a myriad of variables that are both physical in you as well as mental in the manner in which you strike things right yeah if i just taught you like a kung fu set uh you may place feints in different locations you may take what i would have perceived as a hard strike into a feint into a strike in as um instead of interpreting that way it could be like faint faint strike or strike 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 or honestly faint 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 just to fucking throw somebody off and be a prick you, you know what i mean so like it's that thing where like you really got to make these your own and like any of the things that we're talking about or like any of the research that you do where people are just like, you got, you got to have a 11.27 inch long blue candle. That's got to be this shade of blue. Like that's, if that's your gangster, like do that shit dog. But also like you do your thing, bro. You don't need yeah. to be, you, your faith needn't be beholden to other people's <laughs> inflexibility. Yes. You see what I'm saying about yes, that? Absolutely. Like, absolutely. and this is more than just like, like, woo woo shit 
or like God's shit. Like this applies to all things. Yeah. Right. This is the way. Yeah. So. Yeah. And for me, in in the brief um, amount that I have been able to work with Anki, I've found that simplifying things and sort of taking the understandings of what people are like now and always is the thing that kind of like bridges that gap. You know, like people have always ate a sort of a pasta dish, even if it wasn't really pasta, you know, like a a sauce and and a carb. And like, you know, we're watching, you know, we're watching Avatar and it's this story about, about love and not being able to connect with people property. So kind of like taking things and reducing them down to the base human emotions. That's the reason why. Shakespeare still works. It's the reason why Greek tragedies and plays still work is because people are still people and we're all really the same when it comes down to that stuff. So for me, finding that way to reduce the the thing to like the core human trait yeah. to the zombie land rule yeah. to the may to has re- is, re- has been the you got to reduce that that thin ass soup into like a delicious ass stock. Yes. Right. What you're trying to find is the is the um archetype yes right the that like that like true thread right that like um universal human unconsciousness plane yes whereupon like all consciousness interacts such that you're able to like move beyond things like language or temporality or anything like that you know and i think this is and we've mentioned this before in other deep dives and i think i brought this up a lot with like norse stuff uh just because of like the way that i have always interacted with these sort of things even like even when i was catholic um and like a child oh like I, I I have always been of this opinion, but like your Anki is not somebody else's Anki. Exactly. Right? Yeah. And I think that like part of the woo-woo of that is the like part of the spicy psychology of that is is the idea that we approach a location from higher dimensional space, right? Uh through uh archetypes, right? Like you may not have as a bold a relationship with like, I don't know, whatever the asshole archetype for a lack of better words. Right. Or whatever, because like, that's not like you, like you're everybody's character is different. Everybody's like the shape of their consciousness is different. So they're going to interact with these things differently. But also if you sort of think about like, Almost all religion kind of has that, like, you know, you hear about this, like, a a lot in, like, uh, monotheistic Christian religions, Um, you you know, uh, 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 Judeo-Christian Islamic Zoroastrian religions, um, where whereupon it's like, oh, like, if you hear God's voice, you're going to get, like, fucking blowed up. Or, like, if you if you look at their true form. Like, you're going to go crazy or like whatever the fuck. Right. And it's like, yeah, sure. But that's because like conceptually, you're only interacting with the part of that deity that you have the capacity to perceive based on the structure of your consciousness. Right. So like if you are like your Anki is different than her Anki is different than my Anki because we're three different actual people. Yeah. Who have three different shapes of consciousness, right? We resonate at three different frequencies for an abundant lack of better words, right? And what this does is this forces us to interact within the space 
that we have the capacity to understand. Yeah. Right? You know, think about this, like, going to, like, when you're in, like, school or whatever, whether it's college or high school or whatever the fuck, right? Like, yeah, you have to take English, but, like, if you're not, like, an English person, you know, like, you're not, like, like into the English class or whatever the fuck, that's going to be a terrible time, and you're not going to be super here for that, but you're going to, like, light up and become, like, a real boy in math class or in theater class or in ceramics or in French or German or photography or computers or whatever sports, like PE or after-school program or whatever, whatever your thing is. Yeah. Right? You know, and so like that and like I think I, I think that that is such a fantastic example of the way that we interact with gods and the yeah. separation thereof and therein with that like portion of a greater consciousness. Yes. Like that. Yeah. You know what I yeah. mean? And part of the reason why I wanted to talk about this and that in in depth here is partially because this is usually the part of the podcast where we have like a whole list of correspondences and I do have some correspondences for you, but there's not a lot. And that's because they kind of didn't really do it like that then. Um, you know, based on what it is that we've already talked about, it was a little, a little bit more simple. Yeah. And we did it like discovery channel. It's <laughs> a great reference. You're welcome. It's fantastic. Uh, it's a little bit more simple. There's a lot less going on there, but that can mean for some people that it's more difficult because it lacks clear direction or clear boundaries. And um, I can't really help you much there uh, because that's a place that you have to figure out how to get to with something like this, where there's not a lot of information there. You just kind of have to go off of what it is that you have. Yeah. So um, to the correspondences, uh, as a recap, Anki is the God of water, knowledge, crafts, magic, fertility, semen. Um, by the way, in the Babylon or in the Sumerian myth, his semen is like the thing that makes all the waters. Yeah. Yep. I remember that from the book. Yeah, yeah. Um, aquifers, so like underground water. So actually tap water, banger. Uh, kind of uh, uh, an offering for Anki here. Um, and creation. He is the patron god well of the water. city of Eridu. Yep. Uh, and keeper of the divine maze. Uh, the animals associated with him would be eagles, fish, goats, the goatfish, uh, a ram or a turtle. Yeah. Uh, as for stones, gold, silver, which I know are not literally stones, but crystals are a kind crystals, of crystals, metals. Metals are in a the kind earth. of rock. Um, and lapis lazuli. Uh, as far as plants go, reeds are particularly associated with him. For foods, whatever it is that you eat, try to avoid ultra processed food. Yeah. Um, and, uh, for miscellaneous things, semen. Yeah. Cause it comes up often. It does. With him. It does. There's actually a whole thing about him digging the ditches that are to become the rivers with his giant schlong. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's already gangster. Why not make him more gangster? I, right? Yeah. Right. So. So like, how does this river work? And they're like, well, let me tell you about this guy's penis. And they're like, you know, I don't have chores right now. I'm I'm going to attend this class. And then later on, the Dagda was like, hold on, what? Yeah. <laughs> Dagda was like, what did that guy do over there? Oh, I'm not going to dig rivers with it, but like, it's going to be impressive. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 
the Christians are going to try and make fun of me for it. I don't think they understand what they're saying. <laughs> Ah, yeah. no, they do not. Yeah, yeah. that's dumb. So, um, so this was a really interesting deep dive for me, especially as the like information person, <laughs> uh, the research person here. Yeah. Um, and I had a really cool time doing this. So I definitely look forward to doing more stuff with the Anunnaki. It was nice to get into a pantheon that we have not explored in the a time Anana. frame. Yeah, the Anuna. Anuna. Um, in a time frame and in a place that we haven't explored yet. So I'm excited to do more of those. Yeah, yeah. And there's not a lot of info, but there's enough for us to for us to get a little frisky about it so we're gonna we're gonna talk about it we're gonna share with y'all um if you guys if you have like your particular story or connection or fact or factoid or whatever like fucking comment with about that or like do you work with these guys uh if you have a specific anunnaki conspiracy theory let me know i fucking or are you now awesome. interested in working with them yeah like what's up what's your what's your vibe on um the Anuna and the Sumerian gods and the Anunnaki and I don't know, whatever, ancient aliens or whatever the fuck that's And the about. maze. Uh, and the maze. Uh, neither the corn nor the weird paths that are confusing. Or Willy. Or Willy. Or the Willy. Well, it was kind of about a Willy. It was kind of about a Willy. You got so, me there. So, I'm just saying. <laughs> Keep an eye on that guy. Yeah, you do in fact have me uh, Yeah. Um, so, anywho, uh, moving on from that, uh, <laughs> I would like to thank our patrons. Uh, also, you can join our Patreon, and also our Patreon is is fitting for some updates. So, stay tuned for some information about that. It's not happening here, so shut up. But uh, thank, but soon, but soon, uh, but sooner. But um, we're gonna thank our patrons: Alan, Miranda, somewhere, Alexa, Helena, and Panda. Thank you for helping us do what we do and yeah. better every Yeah, you guys are time. awesome. And if you want to be awesome, like they're awesome, if you think you can handle that, join our Patreon. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, and like Book of Shadows pages and all this kind of stuff. Um, all of that's changing, so I, I, I'm not going to go into that because I primarily have to nail it down because, again, crazy and irresponsible. Uh, but yeah. So thank you, patrons. You're the best. And we will. Um, we hope you guys like this one. Yeah. This one was a fun one. Yeah, it was. Yeah, this was a fun one. So, uh, yeah, either way, I've been John Norgrove. This has been Julie Norgrove. This has been The Horn. And Cauldron Podcast. Podcast. And we will catch you guys next time for more mystical, magical madness. Um, yeah, I didn't know where I was going with that either. Uh, Every word is a cliffhanger for me. It's a cliffhanger for me, too. <laughs> and they're coming out of my fucking head. <laughs> Conceptually, at least. So, yeah, there you go. Stay magical, folks. Yeah, and don't forget... Breathe in self-confidence and breathe out self-doubt.